Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Jake Becker, Brent Gill. We're here today. Good episode. We talk about the Las Vegas Grand Prix. We talk about our balding heads. Uh, (laughs) That's something that was a pretty big topic. Um, This is a real ADD episode. We talk about our cars. Uh, We talk about serial killers um, and how, you know, lead gas uh, and lead paint led to a bunch of serial killers from the baby boomers. And now that we cut that shit out, not so much anymore. Jake's got a lot of uh, thoughts on that. Of course he does. Uh, also, is lead gas bad for us? Jake says no. I say yes. And <laughs> rim sizes on cars. If it's anything over an 18, you're a piece of shit pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All that and more today on the episode. Let's go. All right, dude. So is Max Verstappen like <laughs> like secretly the most dangerous man to ever have a lisp? Like what the fuck, dude? He's insane. He was driving like he was ready to die. Like his mother and his wife both died in a car accident together. And he just didn't want to face the world anymore. But he had too much honor to not go out winning. That guy's fucking crazy. It's very funny to me that you were... We were just learning about about Max Verstappen. Uh, uh, yeah, but I've even watched it. other. Yeah, so my favorite thing about it is that he's a fucking asshole. He's a complete dick, um, and dangerous <laughs> dick. He's being yeah. dangerous in his dickheadery. It's fucking yeah. dope. Yeah, no, no, Dude, that's it was like pretty cool. Fu- fuck you on the track shit. People haven't pulled since like what the seventies. <laughs> no, I think they still do that. Like that. Like what? Like where he ran off uh, Charlotte Claire at the, uh, at the first turn? No, that was like general fuck youery. No, I mean the way he was passing people when he fought back to first. Oh yeah, that was yeah, yeah. fucking. Oh yeah, bana- dude, that was dangerous as fuck, dude. So, th- w- w- what have you read about this? Because I have plenty of thoughts uh, on this and. Uh, uh, I have a lot of thoughts on on this law on this Vegas Grand Prix. Uh, what are your thoughts currently, dude? I haven't read anything on it really <clears throat> at all. I just watched it and then watched a couple of highlights of that one car hitting that fucking manhole cover, <clears throat> and then I watched like every available camera of Norris's crash. <clears throat> oh yeah, that was a dope clip. Uh. Uh, when they showed all three of those, or, or like all of those, dude, angles. the one camera that's trying to stabilize, it like can't keep up with how fast the fucking car's gyrating. <laughs> it's just like getting <laughs> wa- like the robot brain inside of it. The gyroscope doesn't know what the fuck's happening because he's pulling <laughs> so many G's in a tight line. That was fucking nuts, dude. Dude, this race, I I will say this, it was fucking incredible. Um and uh if anyone says anything otherwise, they're wrong and they're just haters because they want to play with the internet. When I first now granted, granted, I'm with everybody else. Uh like when it started, we will de- we were definitely like, all right, this 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 race sucks. Uh fuck Vegas, fuck the fuck Formula 1, fuck Liberty Media, all that stuff. The manhole cover was a hilarious start. I mean, they canceled FP1 uh and yeah. <laughs> they had to re had to repair the the racetrack. Uh also how late the race was. I mean, there's a lot of things to this race that people hated, that I hated, that uh I think 
uh, people were trying to shit on. But then when the actual race happened, uh, it was fucking incredible. It was everything you want out of a Formula One track. There was a ton of passing, ton of high speeds. Uh, I think it was one of Dude. the longest straightaways. I mean, it was like over a mile straightaway, I, I believe. It was uh, fucking crazy how it fast was so they were long. going on that thing. Hitting 215, 220. I don't know if they hit 220, but they were going so Real fast. Real close. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was lots of passing, lots of DRS. Uh, it, it, it was everything you wanted to, it to be. Plus, for being a track that no one's driven before, there were way less accidents than I was expecting. Uh, way less accidents. That I mean, that just goes to show how great these drivers are, uh, for sure. No question there. Um but then they also – there was um, – what was it? So they were doing a pre-race press interview with the team with the team principals, right? And Total okay. Wolf, the team principal of, of Mercedes, was basically like – and he says this in a German accent. He's like – it's totally like, like the Death Star – is kind of what I <laughs> what I envision Mercedes like. He's the owner of the Mercedes team. Like Mercedes brought him in on this ownership deal. Uh, he's you know whatever. They're one of the most winning teams in all of Formula One uh, at this point. And he goes, you, he basically says, you know what? Fuck y'all for talking shit about this. Liberty Media did a great job turning this around and making this a, a crazy spectacle, a cool track, a good race. Fuck all of you. Yeah, yeah. There's a manhole cover. Sure, that's happened at this track, this track, and he starts naming off places. He's like, y'all need to fucking chill. And I was like, yes, Toto, my man. It was, dude, and it was, and it it, it was, there are so many races that I've watched where at the end of it, the general consensus is, yep, that was a pretty boring race. (laughs) That was pretty... Yeah, we, we you know we could have watched the the you know race in thirty on that one instead of you know watching the whole race. But I tell you, I watched I watched the race. I tried to watch it live. I fell asleep because it was so late. It started at midnight here, uh, and then yeah. I watched it in the morning, uh, and then I watched again. I think two nights ago, I watched the uh, on Monday. Uh, I watched it on uh, I watched the uh, uh, race in thirty. So they just like compress the whole race to thirty minutes. Nice, incredible. Also, too, that's like watching a that's like watching a baseball game in you know in an hour. It's it, awesome. It's only the good stuff. Yeah. It's none of the shitty stuff, and it it's just. I mean, it was very very fun, dude. Uh, I mean, that was for sure a good race to watch. And Vegas is for sure going to be there again. Uh, also, too, we can talk about this, sweet Jake. Did you see how much the tickets were to start with? No. Tickets originally started around like three, four thousand bucks for a three day pass. What? They were it was the most expensive Formula One ticket ever. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then when no one bought them, like the week of, they were plummeting. Plummeting. How much Plumate did they end up going for? I think they were selling like three day passes in grandstands, in grandstands, like seats for like thousand bucks, eight hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Whoa! It was it was such a bullshit move uh, on Formula One's end to do that. Um, let's see. To try to raise the prices. Yeah, dude, it was so lame. 
Let's see here. Yeah. Uh, they saw a 50% drop in ticket price. Uh, practice tickets were, let's see. I just can't imagine it's even that good of an event to watch live. Cause like, what, well, the only way it's fun to watch live is if you're in front of a TV. Yeah. Because you have that's no what idea I mean. what's going on. Yeah. You're sitting there waiting for them to come around a corner. That's They're going to disappear within the blink of an eye. Yeah. So Thursday's practice tickets cost $919 when they released last year, and they dropped to $119 this year. Whoa. CNN reported an 87% decrease according to TickPick. Uh, and Friday's t- t- tickets for qualifying – are now selling. This is Forbes.com. This was posted on the 15th. Uh, we're s- selling at uh, $259, uh, which is a 76% drop from last year's price of $1,085. Damn. Yeah. I don't know Damn. what the race tickets eventually went for, but in my opinion, IMO, uh, I think qualifying is the best day to go like this like the second day of the race weekend in my opinion is the best day to go to a formula one race and why is that well if you don't have tickets for seats and you're not and you can't find a tv to be in front of you have no idea what's happening okay you know like you just see cars go wow and you're like wow that was fast (laughs) I wonder what's happening. <laughs> like, uh, it's, like yeah, you have that's... no idea who's in front. You have no idea what the gaps are. You have no idea. Like, it's it's so hard to like watch and pay like know what's happening unless you're in front of a TV. So if you have to be in front of a TV, why am I spending all that money to go be outside around all these people and then have to be in front of a TV anyway? I had a blast going to to Miami. We went to qualifying on Saturday and then we just watched the race in a fucking casino. Uh, uh, during, during, like on Sunday, it was awesome. Nice. Okay. It was a huge TV. I mean, it was dope. Fuck yeah. Also, too, it's pretty fun. Like, it is fun to be around everybody when you're in the live event for sure. Like, it's fun to be around everybody as they're cheering for their teams and as they're, you know, um, loving their life. But, uh, you also kind of get that as well at bars and, and watch parties. Like I went to a watch party for the Australian Grand Prix, and it was yeah. and everyone was was just pumped, and they're wearing all their gear. Uh, it's like a great alternative. I think you should go to one Formula one or two Formula One races, and then just watch the rest on TV. Unless you're trying to go to that town, like I want to go to Mexico City, which would be cool. Yeah, that would be a fun trip. Maybe dope. But even in the bleachers, you're watching a race with like what in Vegas, like a mile straight away. Like you're not keeping eyes on shit. Some of them. I mean, and they're going by at 200 miles an hour. That's what I mean. Like even in bleachers, like you'd have to have, especially a Grand Prix where like it's not built around the spectators at all. Like they're building no. it around the Although course. Vegas, they it's- were trying to do that though. Yeah. You know, Vegas, I think they were, and they kind of did it, you know, with Miami too. It, but it, it was, it was very much, I mean, I'll say this. I think Vegas was a good balance because I think Miami was for the spectators and you could tell by the atrocious fucking welcome 
or like opening ceremony uh, that they had with it was just gaudy and it it was just very weird. Uh, they had like a weird choice of c- celebrities. It was LL Cool J doing like the opening. It was just very weird. Uh, but Vegas, I didn't feel like went that bananas. Uh, like people weren't bitching about the opening ceremony. There was a part when, when they had the "Let's Get Ready to Rumble" guy. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> he introduces Sergio Perez, and with this huge, huge intro, and like Sergio is just like, okay, um, and he like leans in. He's like, "What am I supposed to do?" <laughs> he's just like it was just this huge thing and he just was like okay thank you hi and then just walked off camera dude damn oh man it was uh yeah it was very funny it was very funny fuck that's great uh i was looking at the top of my head because i just shaved my head nice look at how much thinner it is than the side anyway look at all this forehead i have should i just go bald jake I'm right behind you, buddy. Well, I, yours grew back after you cut that uh, that that horseshoe for Chubby Bow. No, you can still like like dude like I have hair on the sides and back. I don't have real hair here. I have like a third of what's supposed to be growing, and it's patchy <laughs> and weird. So you did that, and it's gone forever now, basically. No, it was already it was like worse than this because the longer it gets, it starts to break. And then it becomes more obvious. Um, yeah, no, I'm bald as shit all through this. Like, you can see it. Like, the dark spots. I know I don't have great light, but, like, you can see scalp through here. You can see scalp through here. Yeah, if I shaved mine, we'd have, like, pretty much the same shadow. <laughs> My hair's curly, shave- too. So when it's, like, when you're not here in person, like, a little, like, it, it fills more area than one hair should. Um, I shave, uh, my entire body on the same trimmer Two a, a number two guard, my beard, my hair, my pubes, fucking everything. What's everything? What else? You shave well, my chest crack? is, so my chest is El Natural. My ass crack. I use my beard trimmer for. Okay. <laughs> I only, I only trim my face and then like maybe twice a year I'll trim my pubes just because I'm like, well, that's unreasonable. Twice a year? Yeah. What? Yeah, dude. I can see like once every other month. Dude, LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool Jake. They don't care. (laughs) Ladies love Furry Jake. It sounds like they might. When was the last time you had a lady down there? Uh Uh-oh. Did the audio drop when I asked that? Because that'd be fucking hilarious if it did. What What did you say? Your Your video went down for a second. <laughs> oh man, I don't want to say it again. I was asking when, uh, uh, but I'll say it again. I asked when uh, the last time a lady uh, experienced the fur of Jake. Uh, <laughs> is it Is it probably why you do it twice a year? No, I get I get better than twice a year. Barely, but I do do better than twice a year. And and that third and fourth You're time, it's like ah, it I don't really here. need to. I don't really need to go through and shave it. It's fine. They'll deal with it. Can you hear me? Huh? Okay. Your your internet keeps cutting out. 
My internet keeps cutting out? Yeah, the warning it's That's giving impossible. me says that your internet will return when the quality improves. My internet? Yes. Never once has that happened in this household. I know. That's why I'm bringing it up. If it was normal, I'd play through like you were Sam. My, <laughs> my friend told me that he is an internet snob. And, I mean, I guess I could hardwire it <clears throat> at some point. You seem fine. Oh, I know. Yo, I'm on corporate why, internet. Why I, I work these? for Is that what happened? The kids are going to eat them? <laughs> hey, real quick. <clears throat> the internet's lagging. See? Look how mad he's going to get at this. I didn't do shit. I don't believe you. I didn't do day. shit. Uh, uh, he says the internet sucks. The Did fucking internet... I did not say that. I yeah, said it. Piece of shit. Oh, he he can't hear me. Prefer to run off of he definitely calls. cannot hear you. Yeah. Oh, it's damn it. Fun. Yeah. Uh, do you have hardwires? Yeah. You have Ethernet? Absolutely. Where? Wherever I want. Can I get an Ethernet from here to here? I know. <laughs> I'm doing this for you, Jake. Did you hear that? You I did hear that. <laughs> I heard all of it. Dude, my cat heard, last night oh. fucking. Came in and tried to wake up the entire house. Uh, uh, like Nancy's parents were here. Uh, they got sick, so they stayed here an extra day. I woke up at 5 a.m. because I ate a bunch of sugar last night. Uh, these things, to be 100%, it's a white chocolate, a white creme and peppermint covered pretzel uh, chip. Nice. I bought these from Costco. They're fucking incredible. Uh, and I ate so much of them. Uh, that I just kind of passed out in a sugar coma, and then uh, what are you what are you watching or doing while you eat these? Are you listening to like Britney Spears and watching old videos and just singing? Uh, no, I am. Uh, no, no, no. I am. Uh, 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 <laughs> I had about four examples of things I was doing. <laughs> none of them I actually were true, and none of them yeah. I want to say out loud. Uh, <laughs> 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 I actually, to be honest, I was watching the race in 30 again, uh, but it fell asleep almost immediately. Um, and then I'll also watch like shit like Donut Media. Uh, they put up Fuck a yeah. a $30,000 in mods WRX, 20-year-old WRX with 30000 in mods versus a new WRX that costs $30,000. Yep. What would be faster? What do you think won? Uh, the new one. Actually, no. The old one won? Yeah. Did you they know? factor in did they factor in all seven engines they went through? <laughs> no, they said uh I mean it, it did break at one point and they're like this is one of the big problems. Uh yeah, it's not gonna be one. Yeah. You're running out of gigs? I'm running out of gigs. What? That's not gonna work. It's, it's not gonna, gonna go work at all. That's all right. Here, I'll just run it across from me. Um, whoa, whoa, that love and fear. I mean, um, whoa, whoa. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. No, it won, and it made me feel great because of all my modded cars that always have problems. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they're, you know, a lot of car shows exist out there, and they all try to make it look like it's heaven. It's just so great being a car guy. It's so easy. Look what we're doing in like a 30-minute shoot with two two buddies. Donut Media might be the most honest shit that's ever been put on anything about building cars. Like That might be the most true journalistic integrity that's ever been shown. 
because they show you like we did everything right and it just fucked us like it just decided to fuck us and that's how it's gonna work today and then you watch them like rub their face and want to cry on camera and like that's so refreshing over seeing all these shows i've seen since i was a little kid that are just like here's what we plan to do and watch us execute it perfectly like no you guys like you changed shirts this was shot over multiple days fuck you Quit pretending like this is like an easy, like, yeah, you and your friends could do this in a weekend. Like, yeah, no. If we were working 16 hour fucking days and had Friday off, maybe. And had, uh, and had the, uh, a whole crew of like experienced mechanics helping you. Yeah. So there's also that. That's the other thing is that Donut has like three guys who really actually know what they're doing. And then the rest of them are about you and me's skill levels. <laughs> For real. Which is also like, good, show us that. Show us a guy who's changed a headlight once trying to put new headers on his car. Because that's mm-hmm. realistic for most people who are getting into building cars. Dog, I don't even want to change the headlights of my Acura. It, it, the, the amount of work involved in having to change the headlights in a new car is... Such a pain in the ass. Yes. Everything. I got to take off like a fucking engine cover. I got to get down there. I got to take the battery off because they're like high intensity discharge lights. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It's almost like we've over-engineered certain aspects of cars. I've never heard that before in my life. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. (laughs) <laughs> and I get it. I get it. They want to, you know, make their designs wrap around the shit. So then the engineers make everything fit, but it's so fucking stupid. That's your favorite part about new cars. That's why you own so many new cars, right? I'm I'm considering one. Are you? Just so you can have one reliable car? Um. Yep. No, just so I can have one car that gets gas mileage. <laughs> Well, I've thought about that too. My Acura, it gets 18 miles a gallon at best. Uh, well, th- that's yeah. so much better than my shit, dude. I mean, my my uh, my E46 gets 10.76 miles a gallon. That's still better than my Buick around town. I can't believe that's true. My Buick gets six miles a gallon around town. Dog, speaking of our cars. Yeah, I think I think my rear end is fucked again. What you think you you broke it? No, I think it's breaking. Then what's fucked it? I think it's breaking. It's just too much power. You need a different diff. Yeah, I think I'm putting too much power through it. Because here's the deal: different pumpkin. When when uh, when they built it for me, that they said if you're going to do burnouts, which I've not done a burnout on purpose yet. Uh. Not on purpose. Uh, when you do a burnout, if you hear it going like like that, then just let you off immediately, mm-hmm. right? Because um, you didn't get it broken, like you, you know, you didn't break traction right. Uh, and so I've had that in my head this whole time, uh, and now I feel like when I go full throttle, especially in first and second, like even if I'm just like already driving. And I like I'm already moving, and then I, I you know step on it. It feels like it's not 
it's not that aggressive of a sound, but it feels like it's doing exactly that. And it's like starting huh. to feel not right. Huh. And it only happens on hard acceleration. I can still drive it around everything, you know, still drives. Uh, but. And which re- you kept the three series rear end. I did keep the three series re- rear end. So what are your other options? A Ford nine inch. Ford? Did you say a yeah. Ford? Yeah, Ford nine inch. Huh? Yeah, Ford nine inch. I hear the words you're saying, but the comprehension level's not quite there. Um, it's like the standard hot rod rear end to put in shit. How would I put that in my BMW? Uh, you take the old one out. And then you I put this one you. in. I swear to God, if you say you put the new one in, I'm, I'm going to close really, the laptop. I, I don't think it'll be much more complicated. It's a pumpkin. Does it fit in a BMW? No, I may, they might need to modify the way the housing meets up to the axle housing or get one that's built for this because a bunch of people hot rod 3 Series. But they're very modifiable. <sighs> they're very sturdy. They take... Dummy fuckloads amount of power. They're from the Mustang 2. Nobody calls them a Mustang 2 rear end because that would make it feel worse than admitting it was made by Ford. <laughs> what? Jake. Yeah. What's up, buddy? You're saying put in a Ford differential instead of like a BMW or like an M3. Yeah, it's E36, right? It's an E46. 46, my bad. Thank you. I'm going to be Let's so see. mad if this is the answer. I mean, speed, but it looks like Speedway Motors have them. Ford 9 inch or solid rear and what? So. Is, it, is it like a welded, a welded diff? Is that what you're saying? Because I do not want no. that. No, dude, it's just a beefy bitch, and it takes all the whoopings you can put on it. It's the LS. You know I love of, beefy bitches, Jake. I've been saying that for years. Dude, I know. And it's the LS of rear ends. What? Why did no one bring this up to me? I, Dude, I'm not trying to be a dick. I think most people would assume you knew this because of how much you know about other shit about cars. Yeah, but wouldn't the but wouldn't the, the, the builders have brought this up for more power, especially when I blew up the last one? Well, I think I think to guys like that high-end shop you were at that it's more cool sounding and more in vogue to try to put the M3 rear end in it. But that seems wholly fucking unnecessary to me when there's a rear end we know can take more power than you're ever going to fucking build. Huh. And also and also drove just fine in a car with like 120 horsepower that they put it on from fucking factory. So it's not one of those rear ends that's so beefy that you need a motor to spin it. Like, it's perfect. It's great. It's the shit. They make so many goddamn gear sets for them, dude. You can get whatever the fuck you want. Whatever the fuck you want. So I just sent you that article about putting an 8.8 inch in it, which I think is the European version of the 9 inch. Well, now I got to read all this, and we're live on the podcast. Everyone's listening we, to it. 
Well, you don't have to read it right now. You have it <laughs> now for you to have. But yeah, man, the Ford nine inch rear end, like it's it's the real deal. You know how much I don't like that motherfucker. The only cool one was the gay one that the family disowned. The rest of the Fords are a bunch of dick fucks. But Jake, my ADD. See, I didn't even hear what you said there. I just heard dick fucks and I laughed out loud. I'm still reading this. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's a good idea. I didn't read it even thoroughly, but I know that they're gonna say it's a good idea. <laughs> like that's how confident I am. I just was like, here's an article about it. It's going to agree with me. Let me send it to Brent. <laughs> See, this is why Jake says shit that's so confident that pisses me off all the time. He's always like, this is the answer. This is the way. Like we're in fucking Mandalorian. Well, there's always options, but there's like, uh, see, like I'm not the first person in my family with this disease. This runs back generations. My dad's dad also had this car disease. So like there's been lessons learned and passed down a lot. And one of them is, is like, don't always go for the fancier part that sounds better go for the one that like is reliable and everyone uses yeah i want i want the yeah mechanics know how to do it and two because parts are everywhere if you do what everyone does then parts are lousy that's some of the beauty that's part of the beauty of the ls's it's not just how durable are they are it's not just everything they do it's also that anywhere you fucking break down in the united states you can go to AutoZone and they will have your shit Get in the zone, Auto Zone. Yeah, or O O O O Riley. O'Reilly. Auto, Auto parts. parts. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like, but yeah, like that's part of the beauty of having something that has really common parts. That's part of why, even like with old collectors' cars, that like it's not. Well, part of it is interest fed it, but like. A $60,000 Chevelle might still be a better idea than a $40,000 Buick that's basically the same body that'll outrun it because you can get parts for the Chevelle. And the Buick has enough unique shit that it might be a pain in the ass. Um, look, Yeah, dude. You need, you need nine more inches in your life, baby. Boy, that's not the first time I've said that. Come on now. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good dick joke? I do. Yeah. Uh, you. So you think I can put a Ford? Is it a Ford differential? It's a Ford rear end. It's called a, a Ford 9-inch. That's all you got to search is a Ford And so that inch. would have the axles that have the, uh, I mean, and You'll I'd have, have all, to redo my subframe or what? There's all kinds of options. I think it might, there should be a plug and play option. They basically make a plug and play option for every single fucking format that exists. Unless you're doing wild shit. Unless you're trying to put one in like a 1950s MG. They're going to. Am I going to have to lift up the back of my car? No. How big your pumpkin's got to be eight to fucking nine inches already. The current, the current one. Yeah. How big's your diff from tip to tip? I don't <laughs> the bolt pa- the bolt pattern. I've never had to measure it. Pattern. Dude, I bet yours is at least nine. Eight and a half. I bet yours is at least eight and a half and an eight point eight to a nine it'd fit fine. Or you take a rubber mallet and bang out the little bit of tunnel tunnel back there because it's underneath your trunk and who the fuck cares? 
And what kind of what kind of uh, gear ratio am I looking at here? Whatever you want. You cannot dream that. up. No, but I mean, like, that's part of the cool thing. I'm not mad. I'm excited. You can't think up a sequence of numbers you want for gears that is not available to you. Interesting. You can do whatever you want. They make everything for it. There's shops that will just full on build you a custom set and that's all they do. So it's reliable and you'll know they work the first time. It's not like most custom machine work on shit like that where you're crossing your fingers installing it. Kind of like LS shit. So many people buy custom heads for LSs that there's Texas speed shops. That's all they do. And when you order one from them, the likelihood of getting one that's been machine bad or is off is like almost nothing because that's all they fucking do. A guy didn't just do a Plymouth head and then switched over to your LS head and got confused. <laughs> uh, all right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to text Forrest, who works on the Dussault racing team. Uh, ha- have you heard of this racing team? They're sick as fuck. You should look them up online. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask, what kind of rear end do you end do you have in your e46 question mark does he have an lsd46 no but what's what's in his he has he's building a race car uh with his so he's got an e46 he's trying to do the pikes peak hill climb with it he's based out of texas dude's fucking cool as shit 19 years old he programmed the stock computer to work with a mclaren steering wheel whoa yeah, and then he put in an SMG transmission out of a M3 E46, which everyone hates the SMG, right? But apparently yeah, it's a pretty like- robust one if you know how to use it. And so he cha- he did the paddle shifters mm-hmm. to fucking work with the SMG and to pull power when he shifts. Like, he programmed all that into the stock computer of BMW. It's fucking awesome. He also has a side exhaust, which is cool as shit. Uh, and... <laughs> Like it's it, dude, this dude's so smart. He's like 19 years old. Kids just like What's on this the motor. Racing team. He's running a stock motor still. Uh, no, he's done some pretty hefty work on his uh on his motor. It's a stock block. I believe it's the stock block. Yes, it's the it's the yeah. M54. It's not the S54 either. Right, but he's got a numbers matching car. Is what I mean. His uh, rear end's I probably believe that's fuck- correct. He's probably just put stiffer gear sets in his rear end then. There's only so much fucking power you can squeeze out of one of those without way overblowing it. Hmm. Like, do you know how much you know how much money you'd have to spend on that engine for it to compete with yours? Uh a bunch? More than you spent by a lot. That's why so? LS is that's why LS is always the answer. Yeah, LS is always the answer. Dude, because you really I was driving can't this car. do anything that cheap. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's got six Fs. F, 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 Forest. Okay, let me send you this guy's profile. So it's six Fs, Forest. F, 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 O, R, E, S, T. F, 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 O, R, R, E, S, T. Here's his link. I want you to look at this car. I don't know if he's got a bunch of, a ton of pictures on it, but this dude, it's such a cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. That second post there, uh, is the picture. I mean, it's sick as fuck, dude. 
It's got a huge turbo on it. It's a four-door. That McLaren steering wheel is, and, and the inside dash, uh, all, all the carbon fiber. I mean, he's made leaps and bounds improvements on this car. Um, yeah, dude. All right, it's pulling up for me. Instagram's being a little bitch. But yeah, he might be running a custom rear end then, but I don't know. I know what I would be prone to doing. Yeah, that thing is sick. The Camaro in the back's way sicker, but damn. It's got too many doors. Does he know? I think it's just because it's what he had. Yeah. I always like the idea of building a race car with just like a thousand extra pounds of doors and hinges and glass. and <laughs> That always seems like money well spent. <laughs> well, if you had the car already, then there you go. I mean, had I kept my – had I kept my um, E46 convertible – I, I, I kind of wish I would have kept that car because it was in such good shape. I could see me wanting to do an LS swap to that just because you already have the car. You're a silly bitch. It would have been dumb. I know. Yeah, that car would have twisted its own ass up. You would have fucking broken Well, it's got a much different rear end because it's the convertible. Like, they, they reinforced the subframe, but... Much much stiffer is a brave statement against how much <laughs> torque you'd be putting in that car. It, Dude, I was in a completely legal area... On, on a closed track, um, and I, w- <laughs> I was professional drivers do not attempt at home. I was completely legal on a closed track, and I was going about eighty, and I just fucking stepped on it. This per this this e e forty six I have goes from eighty to one hundred and thirty so fast, and it feels so stable at that yeah. high speed. I mean, it's like. It, it 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 really it really is wild, uh, you know, and it was a short closed track, so I didn't have a ton of time to really kind of exp- like live in that time frame before I had to slow down. But it was a it was it was a legal closed track on on a legal road. <laughs> God damn, yeah, dude, grimace is a mean one. I want to see the it's so fast, shit. but like I feel like when I really step on it, it uh, it makes that it kind of like kind of. It feels like something's slowly slipping. Maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe bolts are loose from the axles. I don't know. I really don't know. No. It's probably no? chattering in your pumpkin. Yeah. You think so? Probably. Pumpkin chatter? You're, probably, you're probably not. You might be twi- You might have twisted something. You might not be doing enough to break anything. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. But if I was going to look into a rear end, I can't imagine that a m3 rear end is cheaper than a ford nine inch it's so expensive plus you have to take the whole m3 subframe with it right because that attaches to a special subframe it's very annoying yeah yeah i don't think you'll need to do as much you'll probably have to do some fabrication but probably not nearly the extent you would have to do for the m3 hmm Well, Jake, I don't have any more money right now to fuck around with this car. Welcome to cars. (laughs) 
It's such a pain in the dick. I just washed my car. It's so pretty. It's it's parked out front of the house uh, instead of in its parking spot because I just wanted to look at it when I got up. Uh, <laughs> I'm so serious. It's just sitting out front uh, and it's washed and I put a little coat of de- detailing uh, shit on it and it just looks fucking oh, And then Fuck I'm yeah. driving it hard and I'm like, I don't think I should drive it this hard right now. No, isn't that a fun feeling? It's the worst, like, dude. I can't afford to use this the way I want to right now. It fucking sucks. I think I'm going to sell the Z3. I don't want to. I drove it a couple days ago, and I was like, man, this thing's so fucking fun to drive. And you can just rip that thing. I mean, absolute yeah. rip it. But I don't know if I should. I mean, Where I'm still having issues guy? with the shifting. That's the problem. What? Yeah, and that is that has been a hell of an issue. What kind of rear ends that got? That has an E30 M3 rear end. Okay. Uh and uh it's a it, with a huge diff cooler on the back. Um and it's a dual ear so they 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 fabbed it so they can mount a dual ear diff cooler on the back. Cuz it's only a single ear on the E36. Gotcha. That's yeah. pretty cool. It is pretty cool, actually. Um, it's a pretty impressive rear end, actually. Um, you know, like when I had it, I think I broke. When I broke it, um, <laughs> I I broke the axles. I didn't actually break the differential. Right. Yeah. Um, but when I broke my Z, my E forty six, I broke the diff, not the axles, which I expected the axles to break. And from these explanations, I'm telling you, you think that I got chatter in the in the diff again. Yeah, I just don't think your diff's probably strong enough for your car. I don't think it is either. Yeah. I don't like this. No, dude, it sucks. And it and couldn't I'm... be the drive shaft? Like maybe the bolts of the drive shaft are loose or something? It could be. It could be. No, it's not that because I remember when that happened, and it was it was a different thing. It got real vibrating at high speeds. That's what I was uh, going to say. But you should you should feel that more than a noise. No, I only feel it when I'm on hard acceleration with the uh, with the E46. Yeah, that's not that's not desirable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. I know. I'm uh but but yeah, my Buick cost me enough that I don't know if I can go to Sam's recording in Cincinnati anymore. Where is he recording in Cincinnati? I don't know the club. Is this for his spe- his next special? Yeah. Uh-huh. On December 1st and 2nd. He didn't do it in Glasgow? Nah, not Glaswegian. <laughs> but Glaswegian uh, Airlines. Yeah, dude, that's fun. Weegians. Uh Yeah, the Buick's going to eat a hole in my ass here. What's happening with the Buick right now? Oh, I've had to have two different carburetors put on it. Uh, had to have work on the gas tank and the sending unit. Had work done on the windows. Had work done on the brakes, the vacuum system for my windshield wipers. Just a lot of money. Just a lot. It's been in the shop for like two months. Didn't you just get it back though? Didn't your dad just bring it back to you? 
that carburetor right? broke him. That carburetor did not fail immediately. It, isn't that what they? What they? God damn! Isn't that what they? Uh, no, they fixed your transmission. They fixed my carb. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Why did you get a carb from Holly? Because uh, they don't really match up right unless I go with the fuel injection system on my car. My car's kind of got a unique setup. Nailhead engines are kind of their own thing. Um, Jake, I don't know what a nailhead engine is. It's a Buick Hemi engine that they made from the 50s through the 60s, through about 1966, 1965. Um it's like one of the best torque building engines ever made. Uh, it's a motherfucker. I think it's the best engine I've ever owned in anything. Is it a V6? No, it's a V8. Buick. I said, I said best engine I've ever owned. Um, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of six cylinders that I see when I Google nailhead. In fact, mostly weren't. six cylinders. Wait, no, no. No. That's got four exhausts. Wait, interesting. What are yeah, the six the, things on top? What are you talking about? Oh, the breathers? Yeah, there's six of them? Well, those are on three carbs. Or six what? carbs, if they're single barrels. See, old motors bore me. How does that bore you? Because <laughs> I don't get it. It's... <laughs> understand i don't that's what i mean though how do you not get that but you get a modern car a modern car is so fucking complicated you're like looking at the physical breathing unit and where it goes into and you're like i don't understand how it works like you can fucking you can visually see how it works you can look at it just think for a minute like if that spun what else would happen it's all right there i prefer it being under a plastic shroud so it's mystery and i just appreciate that it's pretty I like the air box to be all the way up front by a headlight so that my brain yeah. has to think about what it is when I pop the hood instead of yeah. directly above the intake. That's so funny. That's so yeah. Funny. So hot rodders put those trumpet setups on it, but mine's got a normal carb. I've seen trumpet setups on uh, like S54s on the on well, BMWs. Well, th- those are ITBs. Yeah. So, th- so those, that's a little bit different. Those are individual throttle bodies. Yeah, of course. Uh, so each each one of those is just like that's mo- that's probably what's fucking up your head. So each one of those is for e- like a single cylinder. Okay. This is these are hooked up to the carburetor. So this is the air intake. Yeah, but isn't that the air intake? The uh, uh, trumpets, though, isn't that the air intake? That's your throttle body. It's a different system. But so the air is coming still from the air box? Velocity stacks. That's what they call them. Velocity stacks. Well, yeah, that's like the fun Instagram name name for them. Yeah. So you're saying that that these velocity stacks are still going to be using um, uh, air intake? That's a great question. I'm not 100% sure on that, actually. Because I don't think think they they, do. I, I don't think they do. But it's not feeding into a carburetor. All your air regulation and valve timing and everything else is being run through the fucking cam and the computer. Mm-hmm. Whereas on an old car, it's run on when the the 
settings on the carburetors or programming them to open. So not every carb opens at the same time, like an individual throttle body is feeding air into an individual cylinder. Those pipes on top of the nail heads you're looking at are feeding air into the carburetor that goes into the intake that feeds air into the cylinders. It's it's a little complicated, I think. What? <laughs> it's you're you're I like I appreciate where you're coming from because your brain's like, no, the other one just pumps air directly in. Like, yes, but again, it needs a computer and much more complicated things to make that happen. <laughs> This one has like a couple of stacks. So just picture that it's one scoop, one air intake instead of six of them that you're looking at. Yeah. So inside of the carb, there's a couple of flaps that open in time to let in the right amount of gas that you're going to need, depending on where you are in your power arc. And that's what tuning the car is on an old car. You get a flathead screwdriver and just kind of change a little bit. Yeah. You might need to change the timing a little bit, advance it, retard it. Uh, do all that um, and dial it into where it's hitting the power curve where you want it. Whereas like now they dyno do it and make adjustments to your ECM. You know, uh, wait, old carb motors have, uh, have, uh, no, 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 I'm saying nowadays they dyno your car and do it on an ECM back. In oh. the day, you would, have, you would yeah. have adjusted the carb by hand. Yeah, and then adjusted the cam by hand, and adjusted all the moving parts that would have fucking done it. S- set different springs in your lifters, all that shit. But it's simpler because it's like something you can do with your hands. You don't need a computer and knowledge of how that computer and programming language works to make it work. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, sense. the same way that like flying somewhere is easier than driving there unless you're responsible for the flying. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. yeah, on paper, it's much simpler. I go sit down and I fly like, yeah, but a guy has to be there who knows how to run all those fucking dials. Otherwise, none of this works. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but yeah, the nail had fucking whoops ass it builds all of its torque at like 2400 rpm um mine makes like 410 pound feet of torque that's an insane amount of torque that's more torque than my than my ls makes yeah dude i have a one speed car that goes from zero to 130 on the interstate and i'm passing people i've no fucking gears what does your None. rear end have a ford <laughs> is it a ford nine inch nope no, it's got a Buick. It's a stock setup. It's only got three and a quarter horsepower. So it's all good. Wow. Yeah. And I could put a four barrel on it and squeeze like another 40 torque out and like another 20 horsepower. But I don't want to hurt that dude. I can't afford to be getting four miles to the gallon around town. I, I, how much is gas there? I don't know, man. I really try not to look. Gas is only like three hundred, three dollars and three hundred, three hundred, three hundred and sixty bucks a gallon out here. I think that's about what it is here, but like for honestly, premium, I, I try not to clock it when I'm. It's two sixty five for cheap stuff. That's two dollars. Well, I also try to put. God, I don't know if I should admit to this online. I put low lead airline fuel in it like a couple times a, a month. 
and what? I put not and I put non-ethanol fuel in it as often as possible. Why? Because ethanol is the devil. It was made by say it's basically Satan's piss that he's put into our gasoline, and it's a dirty trick he's playing on everyone. Uh, ethanol fucks up valves, valve seats, anything that was designed with lead in mind in the design. So process. new cars, it's fine. Old cars, it sucks. New cars, it's still not great. It dries out shit. Um, the cars are designed it's like using to work a condom. with it. Yeah, so a lot of the manufacturers are argue like, no, it's totally fine. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's not destroying your car, but it would live longer if you put non-ethanol gas in it. Mm. But it also helps with computer ignition rates because it has more of a stable ignition than gas. There's a bunch of fucking reasons for it, but it sucks. It makes like old cars smoke and shit. Uh, non-leaded gas is also bad for old cars because that soft metal being in there was part of it constantly self-servicing you're putting a little bit of terminator blood inside of your motor every time it got gas a little soft but we we pulled that because it's so bad for our environment correct um it's bad for us it's i don't think it's actually bad for the environment at all bad for us how uh lead makes you insane Ah, so you, when you huff it, that's how you've that's how you've come this way because you've been driving this lead car for so long. Oh yeah, and it used to be in like paint and gasoline and all the fumes, and they like really think that's a big part of why baby boomers have more serial killers than any other generation. And hmm. there, yeah, there's like a lot of science, like, but they know how crazy lead makes you. But they do think that's why there's so many serial killers our parents' ages. Hmm. They think there's a direct correlation to them taking it out of everything and all of a sudden that propensity to be serial killers dropping way back down. Interesting. You do notice that they're all white, though. So what's the de- so what's the explanation there? White people might be more prone to mental breaks. Because mm. it's probably mm. – it's like one of those things where like all of them were probably – like life events away from becoming serial killers. Like a lot of people are in the world, but lead might've made it to where they didn't need life events. They just like, were like, man, my dog told me the neighbor's evil. I'm good to go now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm ready. Put me in coach. But yeah, uh, so I use airline low lead fuel. You can get that at any really cool small town uh, airport where they're not going to. We just fill it up in a milk jug or something. No, you just drive up in your car and fill up your car with gas pump for the airplanes. (laughs) Wild. Yeah, it's really cool that they let me do it at an unspecified airport in southern Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Which coincidentally may or may not be where I have one of my cars registered. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't. I figure if all these farmers are allowed to put it in their old planes to like crop dust and do shit and fly around, I should be allowed to do it in my Buick. I I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. In fact, I'm gonna go find lead and just throw it in my tank. Just you can get uh, additives that'll act like lead. At like an O'Reilly and an AutoZone or something. Oh, you mean oh 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 O'Reilly? 
Auto parts. Bow! Bow! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you can get additives that are supposed to do the same thing, but I don't trust that. I just want metal in my gas. Um, I also think, like, what's what's worse? A couple of dozen people dying every decade or cars <laughs> breaking down more often? I would say a couple people dying as long as it's not one of my people. Yeah, I don't think that's worse. I think that's better. I would rather like a couple dozen people die in a way that makes TV interesting to watch. <laughs> and like oh, I need to Oh, you're saying from run. serial killers is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like let's put uh, that back okay. in gas. Give ID Discovery something to put on TV 5 years from now when they run out of shit to put on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. No, I I appreciate that it's terrible for people and we shouldn't have it. So I try not to do it very often, but or at least admit to doing it. No, I I really don't do it. I do it like once or twice a month, and it's usually not a full tank because the airport's pretty far away from where I live. So I just top it off so there's some in there to help. But nail heads have very unique valves. That's why they're called nail heads. They have what's called nail head valves. If you look those up, you will see that they don't look anything like the valves you know and love. All right. Nailhead valves. Oh, whoa. Yeah, they like look the way that your brain pictured valves when you saw a drawing of them the first time. Mm hmm. Yeah, and they got that little nail head. Hmm. A little tap tap taparoo right there on top. A little tip tap taparoo. Yeah, so they're really. I mean, small. they don't look crazy. I guess they kind of look different. Yeah, they they look way different actually. Yeah, they're pretty different. Do they I mean, still have still all identifiably these identifiably like, valves? Yeah. Interesting. But you can't put hardened seats in them. Uh, there's a lot of things you can't do to modernize the engine as much as you can other engines, but. Other engines can't make 410 pound feet of torque at fucking just off idle. So that's fair. Yeah. I'd rather be able to have a one speed Buick from the sixties that could rip my house down with one rope. (laughs) What do you know about the international harvester travel all 100? We looked at that one that your buddy was thinking about and I like travel alls quite a bit. Um, Parts aren't going to be readily available. Um, if he wants AMC one, he sh- stuff. Yeah, well, the body. There's no body shit or interior shit anywhere, like a- anywhere, none. So he would none. almost get more value of it parting it out than he would r- making it work. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like when I hear that, that's the same way like parents feel when a counselor tells them maybe their kid should go to trade school. <laughs> like are we really going to give up on the car already uh, we could save it it could still be great it could make a bunch of people happy um, oh man but no so I don't think it's the worst idea I do think if I was going to get an AM, like a classic international or a classic AMC that wasn't a scout I would probably do it in a fucking hurry before the guy who owns the AMC ranch, the Rambler Ranch in Elizabeth, Colorado dies. Because once they liquidate that thing, it'll be a lot harder to find parts. 
So right now, was that guy just like, buying a bunch of old Ramblers? Yeah, like that. Th- Google that shit. Here, I'll send you a fucking link to the Rambler Ranch, dude. It's nuts. And Sam doesn't know about it because you know Sam's the most aware person in the world when he was growing up. So he thinks I've made this up. It says it's, it's temporarily cl- closed. It is closed. I have his phone number. If you, I can give it to you to give to your friend. You can get it online. It's on forums. It's not like his phone number is hard to find. But if you call him, he'll let you come over and he'd gladly sell you some shit. Especially if you're about to put an old one back on the road because he's one of those guys who's like, well, I have all these and I'm not going to get them all running. Like, yeah, no shit, you're 90. Isn't the Rambler the one with the lay-down seat that gets everybody pregnant? Yeah, that's a. it was its own brand for a minute. It's also a Nash brand. There was the Nash Rambler. And then it became Charlie Nash, thing. the guy that and owns Rambler it, Ranch. Oh well, that's a history of Charlie Nash. That's not the guy who owns the Rambler Ranch. That's the guy who owned Nash and started uh, the Rambler. Mark. So it was a model, and then it became a brand, and then it became a model again under AMC. But AMCs are basically Ramblers. Interesting. They just decided to play with like the naming conventions. Um. AMCs are the shit, dude. I really think they're some of the most unappreciated cars from the era. A Marlin? An AMC Marlin, dude? I would have so many child support bills if I had an AMC Marlin. (laughs) I don't think that's a very good-looking car. I think it's okay, and everybody's wrong sometimes. What Although year are you he, looking at? They made two different sizes. 67? The fastback? Yeah, 67s, they're all fastback. 67s, the shit, dude, with the pointed headlights. Oh, I baby, like baby. the, so like the window, the back window kind of looks Bugatti-ish with that, with that big swooping curve. I'm looking at this uh, one with the Marvin the Martian on the back of it. It's a black and silver one. Uh I do like that. It's kind of like the back end of like a Corvette, sort of. A, a little bit, and the trim is so nice, and it cuts such a nice crisp line when you look at them. And they're rare. It's one of those things that like not everybody has. And you can get one in purple with the black trim. That's just gangster. I see this one hell. in purple, the '66. Yeah, Marquesa Mav. Mav. I don't know. That brown it's not it for me. Shit. Ooh, I love them. It's just not doing it for me. It looks. It looks heavy. It looks like it's like, but not like weight heavy. It looks visually heavy. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the the, I mean, the the back end of it. It's like real tall and these small little wheels. Um, I don't know. It's just well, like yeah, it's the, like they the took wheels- two different cars and matched them together. The wheels are just small because back in the day, like before the 2000s, people used to believe in science. <laughs> okay, go on. Um, and then rappers made 20-inch rims really cool, and now no one cares what's mathematically correct. It's all about style. Well, 20-inch rims are pretty cool. Yeah, fuck a car riding nicer, turning the correct way. Rims look like flapjacks, pancakes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. 
NASCAR Chevy tuned up like a NASCAR pit stop. I'm with it. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah it's dumb. Dude, almost no car ever made should have rims bigger than 17 inches, like mathematically. You don't think 18s are fine? 18s are appropriate on like supercars. Otherwise, you're wasting unsprung weight and you're losing design elements of engineering. But what if you get what if you get uh forged wheels that are much lighter? 18 inches. So you're just saying 18 inches is dumb because you don't have enough rubber because like the height of the rubber. This low profile tire is what you're saying is dumb. No, running tires that are too big. Or to, uh, wheels that are too big to force you into a low profile. You, right. So you're saying that low profile tires are are shitty. So therefore because no. the rim is so big, you have to have low-profile tires. You have to have lower-profile tires. Low-profile tires aren't shitty. Short wa- short walls on several things are designed into it and necessary. But doing it on like a Corvette or a Camaro or any of those LS old cars we saw on 18s and 20s at the fucking LS Fest is a waste. You've spent all that money to make your car faster. And then now you just spend a bunch of money to put chrome on it. That's going to slow it the fuck down and steer worse and ride worse. It's not just about the low profile. It's about changing the dynamic of where suspension points are. So running the correct size rim and changing the rubber will do less damage than making the rim bigger and changing the rubber. A lot of these BMWs I have came with 18s. Yeah, but that's style. That's because like BMW wanted to sell cars in the U.S. and they didn't want people to go like, look at them on their fifteen-inch rims. Ah. <laughs> because <clears throat> because a smaller tire, bigger wheel looks cooler. Yeah, and it's and it the same. It's the same reason you can get an M car with a sunroof. <laughs> that's okay. That's fair. They they just gave up and started giving people what they wanted at a certain. That's point. fair. Yeah. I don't. I don't disagree with you there. And in old cars, when suspension technology was young, uh, rubber is important. On new cars, it's not as important. But wheel sizes and unsprung weight's huge. Hmm. Well, I do know unsprung weight is huge. A wider tire is what you want. You don't want a taller tire. Well, the taller the tire is, the more cushion you have. It's a little more of a comfortable ride. Well, I meant like on the rim. So if you have like a 15-inch with like a 3-inch sidewall... That's still smaller than an 18-inch rim mm-hmm. with a with the smallest profile tire you can get on sure. it. You get what I mean? Sure. Like a couple of inches in sidewall is a fucking lot. So when you're sure. going from an 18 to a 20 and you're losing that much out of the wheel well that has to come out of the rubber, that's a big change. That's huge. I hear that. I hear that. So even if you were going to add weight, you'd be better off keeping everything the same and changing the track of the wheel. Well, the width of the tire to me is everything I really give a shit about. Now, granted, the look of the car is great. The width of the tire is all traction, though, obviously. It's all traction, stability, how much it's going to warp the sidewalls when you're turning and putting velocity changes on it. Like that makes a big – your pad makes a big difference, your contact pad. But fucking – Cool, like twenty-inch rims on a VW is dumber than shit. So I don't see old little rims on cars and get offended like I think a lot of younger <laughs> people do. 
<laughs> I mean, when you look at the old BMWs, the E30s, uh, you know, even back to like the E9, uh, you know, they're tiny wheels. They're like 15 inch wheels. Those old BBSs. Yeah, those are like 13 inch rims, dude. Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah. I think the TII ran 13s. And the I other think ones it did 12s, too. I, I think that's the other correct. ones ran 12s. Yeah. Yep. And well, like that, but that all got started by the disease of like Fox rims and um, torque thrusts back in the sixties with Porsches and muscle cars. Mm-hmm. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't not only were they the same size, they looked better and they were much lighter. So that started this thing where people thought that the higher style rims were always the performance option. And that's kind of just like the bigger true. the rim was the yeah Look, just whatever looked best it kind of became like a thing in people's head whatever looked best must be high performance why would they oh, just like it's kind of that logic of like why would they make it look good and bigger if it didn't help like well, well these torque thrust wheels were on so many muscle cars and trucks back in the, i mean I, like you see these on so many slammed c10s yeah just they're this the best wheel, wheel ever it's that wheel and fucks those are the best and wantanabes those are the best three rims ever Do you know what Wantanabes are, Brent? I don't. Oh, man. Spell it. I don't know how to. I got to look it up. I just get wonton, which sounds delicious. W-A-T-A-N-A-B-E. Wantanabe. Yeah, those are pretty cool, too. I I would take the other ones over these. Those are for Japanese and import cars. These are for like American uh, muscle. Torque thruster for American muscle and like just cool looking shit. And then fucks are for Porsches. Mm. Which are just like a weird German mod interpretation of a torque thrust. Torque thrust, baby. Torque thrust, baby. All right, we're done. Uh, interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I like these Wantanabes. Wantanabes are sick. They're okay. They're dope. They're nasty. They make everybody want some. Everybody wants one. Look at this thing, though. If you look at them on cars, I think your opinion. This might is the car I'm sending you. It's uh paste. It's a. Wantanabe. Uh, I don't know what this is on. Is this a GTR? It looks like a GTR. Yeah. Kyosho. Kyosho. Vintage 8-spoke Wantanabe rims. Yep. I mean, that thing looks cool as fuck, dude. Yeah, it's for an RC car. Kyosho is an RC company. But yeah, that Skyline's nasty. Those things are dope. They're way the fuck overpriced, and they're far too small for a man like you and me. <laughs> Especially this RC car. Yeah, but even the real one. Watch that video from Donut where they somehow got to drive every iteration of the Skyline. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty dope. I don't know why we're not doing that yet. Yeah. I have ideas. <laughs> I've got a couple. All right, Jake. Well, that was fun, dude. Hell yeah. Good episode. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for, for everybody listening. listening. Yep. 
we'll see you next week, as always, with more Car Talk. Goodbye.